It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50 pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, I've got to eat a little crow. Actually, not a little, a lot, because Alex Sabrinas had a hell of a game against the Charlotte Hornets, playing 30 minutes, scoring 25 points. So is that a sign? We discussed the whole chicken before the egg thing. Do now Now that we've seen Alex Sabrinas play, do we now know that Abrinas needs to be on the court more in order to produce like that. We'll hear from Russell Westbrook on Alex Abrinas' game, amongst other things. Then Paul George revealed that he's going through something called deadfoot. What exactly is deadfoot? Well, the medical term for deadfoot is something called peroneal tendonitis. If you don't know where the peroneals are, I'll tell you. Um, I will also tell you who's most likely to suffer from peroneal tendonitis and who Paul George might be able to blame for his condition. 
Then in segment number two, the Thunder have the fifth best defense according to the numbers in the association. We'll give you those numbers and we'll talk about maybe the overreaction that we have had to the first few games of the Oklahoma City Thunder season. And then the other night against the Clippers during the postgame against the Clippers in the interview room waiting for Billy Donovan, the subject came up about what is next for Carbello Anthony, who had a particularly bad night for the Houston Rockets. Seems to be getting worse as the games go on, and at best, Carmelo Anthony is inconsistent. So might we see Carmelo Anthony get released by the Houston Rockets before the end of this year? And if so, does Carmelo Anthony decide that he wants to play for a contender, or does Carmelo Anthony decide that he wants to go overseas? I mean, I'm essentially ripping this off from the discussion we have, but I'll lay out every single point since you haven't had a chance to hear it, and I'll give you my thoughts on where Carmelo Anthony should go. And finally, the Bucks lose, but more importantly, the most important thing that we're going to talk about on this show today is the fact that the Thunder released their brand new city uniforms, which I love, but they got upstaged by a team. They got completely upstaged by somebody else in their own division. We'll tell you who that is. And if you haven't heard Michael Jordan's Sunday night football commercial spot, whatever you want to call it, previewing Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, Packers, Patriots, we'll let you hear that. And I'll tell you why MJ doesn't want any of LBJ if that were, in fact, to happen. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. I've had the pleasure of covering the Thunder for five years. I am now I am now in year number six of covering the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I've enjoyed every single minute of it. And I, uh, the only regret that I have is that I haven't been on the road with the Thunder, so didn't get a chance to go to Charlotte this week, not in Washington, D.C., and I'm just here waiting for the next home game so I can bring you audio and video, which you can find at LockedOnThunder.com. And if you like the podcast, every single podcast is archived at LockedOnThunder.com and at LockedOnPodcast.com, which is the home of the Locked On Podcast Network. I have been extremely critical of Alex Abrinas. I have been one of those one of those guys who have argued with people about how many minutes Alex Abrinas should be getting during a game. And last night was the perfect storm for Alex Abrinas. Terrence Ferguson gets into foul trouble. Abrinas is put into a situation where he has to come up and perform big, and he does. Most of the times in that situation, I don't trust Alex Abrinas to get a job done, but that's exactly what he did last night. When Terrence Ferguson got in trouble, Alex Abrinas shows up, plays 30 minutes, and scores 25 points. And to this point, and to the, at least at this time during Alex Abrinas' career, I have to call that an anomaly. I cannot call that a trend until I see Alex Abrinas do it more often. And what's so maddening about this situation is we had the opportunity now to see what Alex Abrinas can do. We know where the potential is. And the potential could be even better. And heck, we've seen it throughout his time in Oklahoma City we just haven't seen it game in, game out. 
And maybe this is the thing that jumpstarts Alex Sabrinas. And if you've been in the camp of start Alex Sabrinas over Terrence Ferguson, today you've got a solid argument. And all I can do is eat crow. And for the team, I am willing to still doubt Alex Sabrinas. I'm still willing to say that he shouldn't be a starter and he should be coming off the bench. And he's a guy that if I could, and I was Bill, or not just Billy Donovan, but if I was Sam Presti and I could trade him at the deadline, then I absolutely would. And maybe that's maybe that's what last night does. Maybe a few more games like Alex Abridas has ups his trade value. What I don't want to see is that if Alex Abridas starts clicking, the Thunder fall in love with him and think that he's more than what he actually is. Even if he's having a great year this year, Sometimes that is the best time to trade someone. You get rid of them a year early before a year late. And if Alex Sabrinas is having a career year and you can get somebody on the hook to buy in, go for it. By all means, go for it, especially if it's going to yield you a, a Kyle Korver. I don't think Alex Sabrinas necessarily yields a Kyle Korver, but it, it might that might just happen knowing Sam Presti. Um, if you want J.R. Smith, he's definitely available. I, personally, me, I would love J.R. Smith in Oklahoma City just because it brings a little chaos and it'd be a lot. To, it'd be a lot of fun to cover, but that is about the only thing good I think that would come from having J.R. Smith in Oklahoma City. Actually, I'm going to explore that for a second because for as criticized as J.R. Smith is, and as for as crazy as a lot of people think J.R. Smith is. Guy does have a championship under his belt. He did play with LeBron James. He knows what it's like to go to the NBA Finals. And Russell Westbrook does too, but it's been a long time since Russell Westbrook has been to the NBA Finals. And Carmelo Anthony's never been. So even the craziest of guys, even even just the whack jobs out there, guys you think would be bad locker room guys, are people that I want Sam Presti to at least consider and look at because if somebody's got some championship in them, maybe they can impart some wisdom and maybe coming here to Oklahoma City to a not only a playoff environment, but an environment that is a little bit more, shall we say the word, nurturing environment that is a little bit more laid back might actually help some of these guys. Now, to the detriment of the team, that's something that Sam Presti always takes into account. And I don't foresee a J.R. Smith coming to Oklahoma City but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to start considering guys like J.R. Smith, even if you're a little bit worried. But back to Alex Sabrina's tremendous night last night. We'll see if he can do it again against the Wizards. And if he can't, then do we get panicked or do we keep falling back on this game? And what I don't want to be talking about a few weeks from now is that, yeah, but he had that one game. I want to see as close to this performance as I can possibly get. And most likely, you'll never get another game like that out of Alex Sabrinas. But if you can get half that game, it's something that I'll take. And here is his teammate, Russell Westbrook, on Alex Sabrinas' game, as well as other stuff from uh, the win over Charlotte. A huge game from Alex tonight, not just making shots, but just getting himself open to get that many looks. What would you see from him? Uh, ready to shoot. Russell, what was that feeling like to be able to see your jump shot start falling in that fourth quarter? Uh, never worry, brother. You guys, uh, you playing Kemba tonight. What about your defense on him, and what was the key to be able to shut him down a little bit tonight? Um, just try to use my size and length, my hands, 
He's been having a great year thus far. Uh, he'll be fine. Billy went small um, down the stretch, moving Paul to the floor and bringing in Alex and Dennis. What do you think that did for the team down the stretch? Uh, Coach made a good decision, man. We did a good job of executing. Your start, uh, now three games in a row, two tough home wins, now this one on the road going to Washington. Were you guys uh, you guys gelling early? Is it a good sign that you're winning close games and blowing teams out? I don't know. We just take one day at a time. Had a couple really nice baseline out of bounds plays that you guys executed in the fourth quarter. Were those kind of underrated moments where you're, you're getting a good shot out of those? Definitely. There's a lot of things throughout the game that people don't see, just orchestrating the game, getting people in position uh, to get open shots. Did that. You guys were down 19. Did you do anything differently, or do you think they tensed up? Or what happened out there? Yeah, defend. We defended. Simple as that. And then from the beginning, a uh, few games to now, what do you think has been uh, the major improvement, or just the difference in how you guys have been playing lately? Uh, one day at a time. That's it. That's all we can do. Take one game at a time. Move on to the next. The Thunder did come back from 19 down, and according to Thunder PR, that is the fifth time in Oklahoma City's history that the Thunder have been able to overcome that kind of deficit. And that is Russell Westbrook from last night. I just hope we don't have to see a whole lot of Thunder comebacks from 19 down. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Going to make a little adjustment to the schedule here. And coming up next, we'll hear from Paul George. And if you don't know what peroneal tendonitis is, We'll explain that so you have some idea of what PG is going through. It's all right here on LOT. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you very much for joining us. We also have our weekend episode of Locked on Sooners out, and you can find both those podcasts at LockedOnPodcast.com. That is LockedOnPodcast.com, home of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are Locked on Thunder. And Paul George last night revealed that he is playing with Deadfoot, or the um, medical term, peroneal tendonitis, and this is coming from medical news today. It's off the internet, so you know it's not only reputable, but because it's off the internet, this has to be absolutely, positively, 100% true. Okay, so according to medical news today, 
Factors that contribute to peroneal tendonitis are one, sudden increase, sudden increase in training, particularly weight-bearing activities such as walking, running, and jumping, improper techniques. Ah. So Paul George wants to get mad at the Thunder training staff or his personal trainer. Hey, you know, we've increased training. You've been using some improper techniques, and I've been now dealing with this. Inadequate supportive footwear or inadequate or unsupportive footwear, which means maybe Nike's not doing their job making sure Paul George is protected. Maybe he wants to talk to them about getting those, uh, about getting all that fixed. Overuse, okay. Um, higher foot archers so far. And it says here people who take part in sport. That involves repetitive ankle motion are most prone or most prone to peroneal tendonitis. And uh, if you don't know what the uh, peroneal tendons are, there are two in each leg. They run side by side um, down the fibula and behind the bony lump on the outside of the ankle called the lateral... Um, and I don't know how to pronounce that word. I'm like the guy in the Cigna commercial. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Uh, M-A-L-L-E-O-U-L-S. If you're a doctor, you can tell me how to spell that or say that phonetically. So that's what Paul George is going through. And maybe that contributed uh, to his night last night because it was brutal. Tough for Paul George. Uh, going 0 of 10 from beyond the arc. Only 4 of 20. Did score 11 points. And he did all that playing almost 40 minutes. Um, you know that's frustrating to PG. Wants to get off to a good start. It didn't happen. Here is Paul George talking about Deadfoot and things going on with him and the Oklahoma City Thunder versatility, etc. A lot of people don't know I'm playing through a bad, you know, not a bad, but I got a, a, a palsy, a perineal nerve palsy. Y'all don't know what that, what that is. It's, it's, a, it's a dead foot um, term. Um, and so I, this is just trying to play through that. It's, it's nothing that's major. It's nothing that's going to hurt me. It's just, you know, something that's going to come back um, when it feels right, I guess. Uh, but, you know, it's just playing through that. Um, you know, it's, it's it's just fun to be out there. I've, I've had one of the worst injuries possible. So, you know, nothing else is going to sideline. It's just fun to be out there. Kemba Walker seemed particularly frustrated after the game using the word blitz for what your defense did to him multiple times. Is, is that something you guys hit your hat on? Obviously, you focused on, on shutting him down, which you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they obviously got guys that can score and shoot the ball, but, you know, he's the engine over there. And, um, you know, he's we lock into what's going on around the league. Kimball's been, you know, putting up 30 a night. Um, so we knew coming into tonight we had to be alert and um, just couldn't let him get, you know, comfortable and see good looks. He's a guy that makes tough shots, so it's, as much as possible, we could have kept the body on. We did, and um, just try to make it as tough as, 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 as we could. Paul, Billy slid you to the four down the stretch, and he brought on Alex and, and uh, Dennis on the perimeter. What do you think that did for the team going down the stretch? Um, you know, I, I thought it was just a good mix, a good mix of having some spacers, some shooters, um, and then allowing us to switch. Um, you know, just a different look. You know, I, I thought we did a great job even putting um, JG at the five, going small, switching everything. Uh, I think, again, that's the luxury we have uh, with so many versus. 
And Billy Donovan has just been waiting to take advantage of that versatility, and he's thrown many different lineups out there throughout the early part of the season. But it's just a matter of the Thunder actually coming through when Billy gives those guys the opportunities, which, back to Alex Sabrinas, is exactly what he did. Um, PG also talking about the Thunder defense. So far, Thunder fifth-best defense in the NBA, giving up 105 points per 100 possessions. When you think about the Thunder defense, though, we have totally just destroyed it on this podcast, and a lot of other people have as well, because when you lose to teams like the Clippers, you lose to a team like the Sacramento Kings at home, um, you lose to a team like Boston when you've got a 16-point lead, then, yeah, your defense is going to get destroyed because people want to see you clamp down. However... Look at what happened. De'Aaron Fox, everybody wants to talk about the triple-double that he had and how he is uh, one of the youngest players in the NBA to put up, how he is now the the youngest player in the NBA to put up the numbers he did in one particular game. But the Kings did score 146 points. Granted, it was against a not very good Atlanta Hawks team, but I am starting to feel a little less bad about that loss than I was before looking at what the Kings have been able to do over these first few games of over these first few games of the year. The Thunder still three in a row, better than the Houston Rockets right now, who still have one win, and Carmelo Anthony is continuing. Well, people say Carmelo Anthony is struggling. He's still averaging 13 points and five rebounds per game. Those aren't bad numbers. But against Portland, you play 30 minutes, you go two of twelve overall. But then you have that night against the Clippers where you score 24 and you're 6 of 10 from beyond the arc, um, an 8 of 18 overall, a 9 of 17 with 22 points against Utah. Um, really, honestly, his year has not been that bad. I mean, if you just look at the individual statistics, Carmelo Anthony's producing about where he should. He just had a really bad game against the Portland Trailblazers and already he's off to a good start tonight. Um, in the Rockets game as they seek their uh, second one of the year taking on the Brooklyn Nets. But I keep thinking about what is next for Carmelo Anthony, and that was a big discussion in the Thunder media room after the Clippers game. And the thoughts ranged from, does Carmelo Anthony get cut by the Houston Rockets and then go sit on the bench with somebody like Golden State simply for the opportunity to win a ring? Or does he still see himself as a guy that should should play, can play, and would he be more willing to go to a team that sucked, but he'd get the opportunity to get more minutes? I would say it is that it's the latter. Um, and I still think that if Carmelo Anthony were to get released by the Rockets, who aren't paying him that much this year, the majority of his salary is coming from the Atlanta Hawks and that swap that the Oklahoma City Thunder made, I would think if Carmelo Anthony had the opportunity that he would go overseas someplace like China where he would be a major star. And that's something else that Royce Young pointed out in this conversation was that he did not realize, I think it was maybe him or Brett Dawson, they didn't realize just how big a superstar Carmelo Anthony still is in the basketball world. That name still has a little bit of cachet. Even if you watch the NBA night in, night out, even if you're a Thunder fan, who knows that he is not what he used to be, he's still thought of as an NBA superstar. And if he has the opportunity to go someplace 
um, that's just looking for that name player, he's still a big enough attraction to sell tickets. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Carmelo Anthony. It'll be interesting to see if he, one, stays this entire year with the Rockets, and two, if he doesn't, where he ultimately ends up. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, we close things out. If you haven't heard Michael Jordan's Sunday night football promo, well, that's next. And guess what? He's still trolling LeBron. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. want to thank you for joining us tonight. Locked on Sooners is out as well. Catch both of those podcasts at LockedOnPodcast.com. And Locked on Thunder has its own website at LockedOnThunder.com. Both part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This last segment, first of all, I'm going to start by giving some major props to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Big time props because they upstaged the Oklahoma City Thunder with their city jerseys. The Thunders are great. If you've not seen the Thunders, Google them. It is turquoise. It's got a Native American theme. I love it. Love it compared to to what the Thunder were wearing last year with the city uniforms, the gray. The gray just didn't look all that good. The turquoise is at least close to what the Thunder colors are, so it's not that big of a departure. And two, just having that Native American celebrating that heritage is something very near and dear to the people here of the state of Oklahoma. And as cool as it is, It's still not better than what the Minnesota Timberwolves did who are paying homage to Prince and Purple Rain with their city uniforms. Black, purple trim, the script script that says Wolves is written like the script on the Purple Rain movie poster or the Purple Rain album cover. Um, You've got the Purple Wolf. The only thing that would have made it better is actually had they used Dirty Mind as the inspiration. If you've not seen that album cover, A, you need to Google it, and B, if you don't want to Google it, I'll just say, think Dodgeball, an underdog story when Average Joes didn't didn't get their uniforms for the first game of the big tournament out in Las Vegas. That's what the Dirty Mind uh, uniforms would have looked like. I say be bold, you know, hey, be who you are, embrace your inner whatever and and go out and be it. The Timberwolves should have done that, but, you know, I, hey, the Purple Ray ones are kind of cool too. Um, also, <laughs> the Bucks no longer undefeated after losing to the Celtics, still had opportunities to win last night. And yes, Mr. St. Clair, um, I'm going to give you props because the Bucks are still exceeding expectations and so far look like one of, if not the best team in the East, right there 
with the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics. Maybe this is finally the year they get over the hump and we see Giannis win an MVP. Still think it'll ultimately be LeBron, but even if he finishes second, that definitely announces that he is here. And speaking of LeBron, MJ continues to troll him courtesy of NBC. A lot of talk going on these days about who is the greatest ever. About who has the titles, the raw talent, the most clutch moments. I get it. It's a tough call. I mean, even the jersey numbers are the same. But maybe the best way to settle this debate is to play it out head to head. Which, I, look, if you know anything about football, Brady, five Super Bowls. The Rodgers, what, two? Brady's been to eight. And if it's based strictly on championships, then Brady wins that. But that's another argument for another podcast about how you ultimately go about judging quarterbacks. And in my opinion, they're overrated. Like with basketball, I think championships are overrated because so much is out of your control. You can be the greatest player in the world, but if you don't have guys around you helping you, and let's not make light of the supporting cast that Michael Jordan had on both of those three-peats that he did. You had some Hall of Famers in there as well, and he's always had a better supporting cast than LeBron James. That's why I will give the edge to LeBron in that argument is because I don't think LeBron, outside of that Miami team, and I don't even think that that Miami team, I don't think that the supporting cast LeBron had in Miami was as good as what Jordan had with the Bulls, first or second three-peat. And as far as the one-on-one head-to-head, Michael didn't want any part of that. LeBron's got height. He's got weight on him. LeBron would abuse him one-on-one. But hey, that's Jordan. And if you haven't seen it, he's looking smug as always. And I say this to you with total transparency. I've never been a Michael Jordan fan. Greatest player to maybe ever play the game of basketball. And I certainly appreciate his talent, but root for him. Never could do it. Just never could bring myself to root for Michael Jordan. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. And yes, David Locke, I do think Jordan pushed off. We're simpatico there. Uh, That wraps up the weekend edition of the Locked on Thunder podcast. We'll be back on Monday. And until Monday, enjoy yourself some NBA action this weekend. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.